Drive Time Lincoln is sponsored by Barry Law Firm. For over 50 years, Barry Law Firm has been fighting for veterans' rights. Visit BarryLawFirm.com to learn more. He's a lifelong Nebraskan, commander of the U.S. Navy SEAL team and U.S. Special Operations. He's served around the globe and now at home in Lincoln, Nebraska, speaking the truth to the state capitol. Barry Law Firm is proud to present Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Friday, December 17th, uh, final day of kind of law and order crime week. Uh, really, we should just call it first responder week. I, I definitely uh, am going to reach out to uh, paramedics in the fire department because I, I do get sidetracked on this crime issue. One, because it's easy to look at the stats. It, um, you know, you tend to get a feel, I think, as a citizen on a day-to-day basis, more for your police presence or the, um, you know, the different things going on across the law and order continuum than you do necessarily fire and paramedics. Why? Because, you know, they come out when there's real big emergencies, right? And that's, you know, you just kind of fleetingly see them go by Unless, you know, they have a call for service to your location. And it's all part of, you know, really the, the, the team of safety. You know, yesterday, County Attorney Pat Condon was on and talked about really the, the system of justice, uh, not just in America, but here in Lancaster County. And he broke that down. And so, you know, and certainly LPD and LSO, they as well respond to crisis or need and call for services, but we also see them a lot of times just on patrol, right? So, you know, that's something I always talk about with deterrence. You know, it's, um, well, you're a better human being than me (laughs) if when you see a squad car going down O Street, uh, you already know that you're not speeding and doing something, you know, pushing the edge of the envelope. Most people, you know, see a police cruiser and it helps us just check uh, that we're being safe and secure. You know what I mean? Or not safe and secure, but safe, you know, in, in our own behaviors. And so it's pretty interesting. We need to do that. And and I'm going to. It's just been too long. And I, I'll be the first to admit I get on some tangents and... Uh, I can be like a bulldog. It takes my brain a long time to get off of them. You've probably figured that out if you listen to the show. Uh, Day 115 of the mask siege. um, And I am going to say, you know, tongue in cheek, just just to say, you know, I don't agree with the mask mandate. And so, therefore, that's why I say I'm detainee 3101. I hope soon that I won't have to do that. I will end the date. I will end my detainee number. um, And detainee 722 is also on the board. Folks, that is a tongue-in-cheek way of uh, hopefully making you giggle, making you understand, oh, hey, the guy believes in what he believes in. Uh, Doesn't have to be the same thing you believe in, but that's me. I think it's uh, counterproductive to our society here in Lincoln, Nebraska, that we have that going on, and it's causing more trouble, and clearly it's it's not really helping. Anyway, today I'm excited because um, we had to push a little bit, believe it or not, for the storm that blew through that you had no idea when it was going to be, but when it did come, it came hard and it came fast. And and so we didn't have uh, the Lincoln Safety Foundation spokesman Tom Nesbitt on, but he's on today. 
Thank Welcome. you, Commander. Yeah. Appreciate allowing us to be here. Um, yeah, you've been on the show a few times before. Uh, again, uh, former colonel in the State Patrol. Correct. And uh, kind of taking up the mantle with the Lincoln Safety Foundation, which, you know, when I look at the Safety Foundation, I'll let you go over it. Uh, it's really a bunch of concerned citizens and business people um, that started that. And I'm sure, you know, reached out to you for your expertise and and wanted to really uh, help make sure that uh, the city is safe and secure and the ways we're going about doing that. Yeah, the Safety Foundation is a group of business people and citizens here in Lincoln, Nebraska, that uh, have a very uh, concern about public safety in general, both the police as well as the firefighters. And uh, they asked me to be the spokesperson here about, oh, must have been a year and a half ago or so, and I agreed to do that. And uh, they're, they're, they're genuinely concerned in the crime and what's happening with with the local rioting that took place and the burning down of businesses and lack of police officers. Uh, but we're also overly concerned about the fire department as well. It's, it's not adequately funded for personnel, equipment, and facilities as well. You know, we just have to come to grips here. Lincoln is not the city that it was a couple years ago. It's uh, continuing to change, and we simply need to offer more resources to both our police and fire. We have a dedicated group of professional public safety personnel. I can't, I just can't tell you how committed and professional these people are. But I'm here to tell you that uh, they're getting stressed out. Overtime hours, uh, you know what people think, well, they're making a lot more money. Well, I'll tell you, it takes its toll. It takes its toll on the officer, and if they have a family, it starts taking a big toll on the family. And uh, and having shortages, continues of personnel, uh, it, it just makes a huge difference. The, then factor in, uh, as, as both of the departments are losing now personnel to Omaha, and I went through that uh, when I was in the patrol, before I became the colonel of the patrol, that uh, we were losing uh, troopers to Omaha because they could pay them more. And, uh, and they picked up and, and, and went there. And we're running the same thing now with both the fire and, and the police here. Well, it's, it's, easy, it's an easy thing to at least start the conversation and discussion how to fix this. When I was colonel... Uh, we became prioritized the Nebraska State Patrol's number one funding agency in state government. The governor did that. That could be done here in Lincoln. The mayor could do that, as well as the council support that. And uh, that would start to put a stop to the safety forces for leaving here. And more importantly, we could increase the numbers that we need. Well, one avenue that uh, that that could take place now is a lot of cities and the municipalities are letting police officers and firefighters go uh, because of the COVID and their unwillingness to be vaccinated. There's a lot of states and municipalities are recruiting those people. And uh, these are seasoned officers throughout the country. They're looking for jobs and we ought to be here in Lincoln working very hard in, in trying to uh, get some of those folks and, and get them here in Lincoln. Let me, let me interrupt you real quick. The, and when you say that, I think that most people aren't paying attention. Nationwide, 
you know, if you're in the law enforcement business right now, or if you were still in the state patrol and, and needing officers to hire, this is the biggest exodus of qualified law enforcement people across our nation looking for somewhere to go than we've probably ever had, say, in a, a year, year and a half time frame. Absolutely. There's no question in that. This is the biggest, and you hit it perfect, exodus from these departments of public safety because of the because of the mandates on the vaccine. And uh, we should be recruiting those. Uh, the state should be recruiting them, as well as Lincoln uh, should be working very hard at doing that. And to be honest, I mean, I'm sure that uh, the new police chief obviously looking to move up and out and have her own department. But, I mean, in some levels, she left California, you know, for a job here. There's no reason that we can't be an attractive place uh, for these law enforcement professionals to come help us. Somebody else's loss is our gain. But in order to do that, you got to have a commitment from our leadership in our city. The Lincoln Safety Foundation sent letters back in June to the mayor and the city council. The mayor responded to to the letter but not one city councilman person i should say ever responded back and i'll tell you that's very disappointing that's disappointing to our business community that's part of the lincoln safety foundation as well as the citizens i want you to think about that they, they don't even have the decency to respond to a letter of of asking questions and comments about what's going on in the city i personally hand delivered those letters to the city council and I was told by the staff that each council person got that letter. I know a lot of the council people. I ran for city council. That's no, no, that's no secret. But you know what? I've seen some of those, those city council people since then. Not one of them have said anything to me about it. So that tells me how committed they are to public safety, which isn't very doggone much right now. We, these people are elected to provide security and safety for the city of Lincoln. And they need to significantly increase the budgets, like I said. They need to figure out how they're going to prioritize their monies and fund the police department and the fire department so that we can enhance our public safety for the citizens that pay the taxes in this city and the expectations of public safety. When you dial 911, you you expect a police officer or firefighter to show up, or both maybe. And I'm telling you, it's getting to the point where that's getting... Less and less of of being on a very punctual time because we just don't have the staffing. These guys and gals uh, that are so committed to this, I'll tell you what, they're wearing thin. I know that. I talk to them regularly. And it's something that absolutely needs to be addressed. Well, you and I share that passion. It's one of the reasons that I got on air. Um, And I think, you know, Sheriff Terry Wagner was in on Monday, um, you know, trying to do a recruiting drive for his force. Uh, similar issues. He did a great job talking about the collaboration between the two and trying to find efficiencies. Uh, But, you know, we both agreed and the numbers say, you know, we don't have bench strength um, and we don't even have on the street strength. And and I know on this show and and Lincoln Safety Foundation has also done some of the numbers. uh, That's concerning. I think what's more concerning at this time and what you're talking about is, you know, Terry Wagner said, these are service jobs. You you have a passion to serve in the military. You have a passion to be a first responder in law enforcement. And, you know, I don't know how many different ways, at least I can try to say it or other groups that are concerned, but it's like burning the candle at both ends, folks. You know, you cannot ask people to do, 
you know, overtime all the time. You cannot ask people to continue to do what they're doing very professionally and expect to be able to cover, you know, normal response times to calls for service. We know that some of those have increased and citizens are uh, concerned. And you have no ability to respond to crisis, right, like a riot. And I think the riot showed some of that and frustrations. One of the things I wanted to ask was we do hear from the mayor um, you know, that we've increased a couple of officers, you know, based on ARP funds. But what we don't hear is the loss of officers in relation to gaining officers. And my understanding is, is we've lost quite a few officers in LPD specifically uh, since the riots. That's correct. There's, uh, there's been officers that's left the, uh, the city police department uh, to go to other departments. Uh, there's some that's retired, obviously, and some that's left for other reasons as well. And... Uh, that happens. Uh, that happens because of leadership is what that happens for. Uh, believe me, um, you know, I, I'm pretty, I'm pre- as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about this subject because these are brothers of mine. These are brothers that wear the uniform, and, uh, and we all are family. And it hurts me to see what's happened and the support that they've had. It hurts me to see that uh, those that I've known for years, I talked to, and and they say, Colonel, I just just don't know if I can keep going. It it, it it's it's getting more and more difficult. And and of course, I I, I talk to them and and I give them pep talks and tell them, Hey, you got to hang in there. We need you. We we got to have you because we need safety. And if we don't have that, then what's going to happen to the city of Lincoln? And but it's getting more and more difficult for them because of the hours they work. The other thing is is all you hear is the is the negative about them. My goodness. You know, defund them. Are you kidding me? We need to increase the funding. And I, the majority of Lincolnites believe that, and they support that, believe me. But you only hear from that small minority that wants to continue to beat them up and, and misuse them and, and mistreat them. And, uh, and I'm, for one, I'm really just getting really sick of it. And, and I'm going to probably get more and more vocal here as, as time goes on because we've got to do something for Lincoln. If we don't, I'm telling you, folks. Lincoln is not going to be the same. It's not the same now that it was a year, two years ago, and it's going to continue to get worse. We've got to support our public safety. Yeah, and I think the other thing, if you're listening, again, we're on with uh, retired State Patrol Colonel Tom Nesbitt, um, spokesman for the Lincoln Safety Foundation. I mean, citizens as part of that group have you know crafted letters. They've reached out you know, and, uh, to city officials. When you hear something like, the city council, not a single member will get back to them on these issues. Uh, they're not telling city council what to do. They're asking questions, and they're trying to bring to light to something. But what can we do? Well, you can go to LincolnSafetyFoundation.org, um, get in contact with them, express your concerns, ask questions. The other thing is right now is start calling and writing your city council member and let the mayor know. Um in the end of the day, folks, Lincoln's at, at an important precipice of 300,000 folks of interaction, or even if you know that became our total uh, number of folks. But, but I would say we're already there because of the way our county functions. People come in and out all the time. And the law enforcement folks, and, and Tom, maybe you can do a better job than me, but they'll tell you that if you're not prepared in law enforcement for basically that kind of number of just citizens and then... Uh, doing law enforcement, you get behind a curve that very few municipalities recover from if you're not essentially prepared, manned, you know, and equipped to handle the normal crime flow 
of that large of a city. Well, exactly the situation we're in now. This this just didn't happen overnight. This has been coming for 10 to 20 years of, of what's happened here in Lincoln. I'm not funding adequately and increasing funding and increasing numbers and increase in increasing the equipment needs like the fire department and the fire department are in using these facilities that have needed repair for 20 years and and no one's done anything about it it it's it's just ridiculous and if the citizens all knew what was going on i'm telling you what they'd be down at town hall and they'd say hey let's do something about this let's work together on this and that's what we as a lincoln safety foundation is trying but once you get behind the curve as we are now it's harder and harder to get out from behind it and that's why you is. have to take decisive action. That's exactly right. And this is one thing, folks. I mean, you can like the show. You could not like the show. And I'm big on, obviously, public safety and supporting our law enforcement. But here's the deal. It would be one thing if you could come to me and say, well, Commander Riggins, we don't have any money. Okay? Even if you said that, I'd say, well, an option, not saying we should, an option would be to raise taxes. If it's that important to our city, we do that. But we have money, folks. We have money as a city, as a county, it is how we are prioritizing that money and what we're doing. And, you know, in the end of the day, I keep pointing to the major cities that are having crime wave problems and are having issues of smash and grabs because we are trending in that direction. And we don't have to be. We just need to take action from our political folks. 1499.3. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Friday. Trying to drive it home here uh, this week. Uh, retired State Patrol Colonel Tom Nesbitt is on from the Lincoln Safety Foundation. He's a spokesman. Uh, we're finishing up kind of crime week. Um, you know, we, and I will open the call line second segment if you want to call in and ask questions of us and of him. You know, one of the things I've always wanted to know or, you know, I give some of the impacts I see or the projections. But, you know, if there's not a course change, what can Lincolnites expect? Well, they can uh, can expect continual crime increases uh, that, that's been going on. Uh, I mean... We could talk about those. That'd be another show, believe me, uh, talking yeah. about the crime stats and what's happened. They'll continue to increase. Um, the calls of service uh, will increase, and with less officers. Right now, the way, the way it works now for the police department, pretty much, is an officer gets a call of service. They go from one call of service to the next call of service. You don't see p- police officers out patrolling neighborhoods like they used to. And, and, and 20 years ago, and even 15 years ago, 10 years ago, they patrolled neighborhoods. You could see them, but you don't see that anymore. And, and that hurts. That, that lowers crime, believe me, seeing police cars. That's just common sense, believe me. I know that from a fact. So it'll continue to increase, and people will, there'll be more burglaries, uh, there'll be more assaults. Uh, the, the, it'll just get to the point where things will deteriorate more. And then it's hard to come back. That's why we need to put a plan in place now, right now, put a plan in place to start addressing this issue. Again, I'm not saying that this city council and this mayor is a cause of all this in Lincoln. That's not the situation. But you know what? They're in a place they can start putting plans together to address this for the future. You're asking, hey, understood. It's been a long time problem coming, but you're in the place and the power and we have the money to start getting this fixed for the greater good of the future of Lincoln, Nebraska. That is not unreasonable, folks. 1499.3, Drive Time Lincoln.
drive-time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, I'm really enjoying uh, Friday's show because I always, I just think it's so important that we as a citizenry understand the dynamics and, you know, can make sure our elected officials are helping solve the problems. Um, you know, in fact, the elected officials may not be around uh, as these things, you know, start to really <laughs> impact all of us. Uh, I would make the argument they're impacting us now. Uh, but we have to be concerned, and like I said, uh, it isn't any one person's fault, but it can be a fault if you're not willing to do something about it. And I think that it's becoming more clear um, that we are at that turning point. Again, we're on with uh, Colonel Tom Nesbitt, uh, retired state trooper, and spokesman for the Lincoln Safety Foundation. One of the questions I have, and we'll ha- we're happy to take calls on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Or hit me up on the text line. Uh, we'll ask Colonel a question. Uh, why do you think, is it been because of kind of the really big national uptick over some of the social change and, and big stories we've been seeing that make politicians maybe a little bit, I don't want to say scared, but not addressing their local issues, even if the issues that we're seeing nationally aren't here, like in Lincoln. I mean, we had our riot. We know how that went down. There's a lot of different things, but we've moved beyond, and we still have the lack of manning, and I would also say modernization of our police force because we still use an older model of one officer take a crime from kind of crime to, um, I guess, investigation. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. Pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think there's a fear to be seen as you know supporting police officers right now? I do. I, I think that uh, there are some politicians out there, and and hey, human nature. Think about this: when when all you hear and get beat up all the time about stuff that's going on, and whether it's in your city or your county or your state, and continually downgrading what's going on, it's easy to cower to that. And and then and, and I, that's just human nature, and and in order to to not do that, you've got to stand up for what you believe. You got to stand up for the reason you wanted this job. You know whether it's city council, mayor, whatever the situation is, and hold that ground and hold that those absolute commitments to what needs to be done for the city. And and it's easy not to do that. I know that, but I'm here to tell you. The majority of us here in Lincoln support you. Believe me, we support strong public safety, both police and fire. And that's what we want in this city. And and there's a lot of support from that. And we've got to figure out how that we can be more vocal about that. Because, unfortunately, all we hear is from the others, you know, that defund the cops, you know, or, or always chastising the cops or the firefighters, whatever the case may be. We've got to get beyond that. We've got to get out there and show support for these men and women in public safety that give their lives on a daily basis, whether they're climbing into a house that's burning or or whether a cop that's that's going into a battle of some kind. Whatever the case may be, we've got to support these people. Yeah, it it reminds me of, um, you know, to be honest with you, in the 80s when uh, United States Special Forces Command came online in the U.S. military, uh, we realized that, you you cannot build the forces to handle a crisis after the crisis has occurred. And that was kind of in reference to uh, the hostage situations that were very prevalent over those years. And one of the things is, is um, you know, you've mentioned 
you know, the fire department. And while I know they've gotten some, uh, I guess I'll call it, um, well, new rigs or a, a new rig, uh, some of their buildings, I mean, are, are just no good. That's not attractive to young firefighters wanting to come to Lincoln. It's no. not good for retention. It's not good for morale. I mean, you have to be equipped for the problems that you're going to handle. And and like you said, I think the citizenry, we absolutely support. And what we're asking is it's time for the politicians to, to get behind and support as well. Because I know young officers I've talked to, first two or I'll call it, I mean, they're frustrated. That is not what young people who just go through any academy, you don't want your United States military in year one already defeated and questioning whether they should be there. And we're getting to that point where... It's becoming frustrating to be in that profession here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Just not because of the job itself and doing a professional job, but because of the issues surrounding funding or lack thereof or modernization. And then the last thing I would just ask is it's also not good enough to have apathy to, to go, well, they're doing a good enough job. That Meaning they found ways to have efficiencies and not cut corners, but just to burn both Wicks at both ends because that increases stress load, makes mistakes more, you know, more, uh, you know, the chance of them happening. And again, it's not healthy. It's not a healthy long term force. And what you want is a police force that's well stocked, well trained, and well manned. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Safety Foundation, uh, myself and, uh, and another member, uh, had the privilege of meeting with our new chief, Chief Evans. And uh, I'm telling you, it was a very productive meeting with her. She took the time to listen to us and intently listen to us, as well as address what our concerns were. The chief understands what's going on here in Lincoln, what's facing. And, and I really think the chief is putting together a plan to address this. And time will tell with that. I mean, it, you know... Uh, as I've said, and, and, and she would agree with this, you know, talk's cheap. Let's see what the walk is, and that's the important part of it. But I, but I feel confident after meeting with the chief that she really has a genuine concern what's going on here in, in Lincoln. And, uh, and I think that the rank and file at this point are very supportive of the chief, and I think that's wonderful because you've got to do that in order to fight crime. I mean, I'm telling you, it starts at the top, and if you're top, person there isn't out there with you and isn't being seen and isn't talking to the public and and making things better for for the line officers it's not gonna not gonna be a good deal but i see that going on and she's uh implementing some different structural changes you know i did that when i was colonel i'm telling you structural change is difficult because my gosh we've done it this way for 20 years you know (laughs) And why would we change it? But I'm telling you, it's it's en- it's enlightening to see that and come there and and see that. So now, as far as more officers, uh, at last count, we were down about 21 from our authorized strength. Now our authorized strength is 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 basically been the same for years, and and that needs to be increased. And it can be increased with funding and and finding the people to to fill the positions. Currently, they have 14 recruits that are getting ready to hit the streets very soon. Now, this is going to fill some of the gaps that they have, but uh, they're close uh, to having 20 recruits, I was told, for the January uh, upcoming training as well. And now the 20, this is what's encouraging. Six of them that are coming in are laterals from other departments. 
and that's huge. And and the public doesn't understand how huge that is, but the training is acclimated to the department, so what the department expects, but then these officers can hit the streets much quicker. They don't have to have a field training officer for a long time. It can be a shorter period of time, and we can get these six out on the streets much much sooner. And that's a good deal. Uh, we're going to still be down on officers. And, and the reason because of that is retirements and, and the various separations from the department. That happens all the time. Uh, what you have to do, and again, this, this can be done, and I know it can be done because I did it. You can over-hire. You can have extra in the wings waiting as retirements and as separations happen. You have the force, and you don't lose the numbers. And it's all about leadership again. And, again, I, I don't want you to think that this happened overnight. It didn't, but it can be fixed now. That's what we're asking. We're asking the mayor and the city council, let's get together. Let's fix this problem for the city of Lincoln and for the citizens. It's very important. Yeah, and I think it's very encouraging. I agree with you, uh, all the officers I've talked to, uh, the new chiefs. It's been, it's been great, this start, this relationship. I, I know that uh, we're working right now. You know, Hopefully next week we'll get her on the show. Uh, but, you know. There's been no uh, negatives, which I think is a great start. And I also believe that, uh, you know, what I like about the new chief and not having met her, though, is, you know, she has a, a very diverse background in law enforcement, having served in multiple different roles inside the San Francisco Police Department. Um, and that's experience, just doing that. There's also, I think, a reason, folks, that, you know, she would want to come to the Midwest. I mean, things out west are not the best for people in law enforcement or people that believe in law and order. And so she brings a uniqueness of experience that we wouldn't necessarily have. And obviously, she's made the effort to get to know the rank-and-file officers. She's going out, and she's got a plan. And I look forward to hearing it. I have heard that uh, they've been working or planning on increasing the end strength, which I think... think is great that's great um i also agree with what you say i mean if, if funded uh you absolutely can project losses of officers to have people ready to go immediately and that's what we're talking about we just have to fund it right i think we have all the right people in place to well, make this happen well they want to talk about that uh, you know and i hear this regularly well there's there's just not candidates to fill these positions what i said earlier times have changed there's a mad exodus from departments now that we can get experienced officers in the police department as well as firefighters. And, you know, we're not going to ever be in this position again. And if we put the funding forward and, and do so, we, we can take care of that. I'd like to talk a little bit about the, the national average of, of cities over 250,000, which is us, officers per thousand people. It's recommended that there'd be 2.6 officers per thousand citizens, per thousand residents, however you want to phrase it, in, in those cities. In Lincoln, Nebraska, we have 1.15 officer per thousand. Grand Island, which is in the more toward the center of the state, has 1.6 officers per thousand. And Omaha, on the eastern end, the big metro area, has 1.9. So in order for Lincoln, just to get to where Grand Island is, at 1.6 per officer, excuse me, 1.6 officer per thousand citizens, we need to hire 125 officers today. Now think about that. Grand Island is, is more staffed for law enforcement than what the city of Lincoln is. 
Something's wrong with that. Somewhere along the line, we've lost perspective of this and allowed this to happen. But we can fix this. If we work together as a team, we can all work together. Again, this isn't a, a Democrat thing. This isn't a Republican thing. This is a city thing. We all work together. And, and I can't stress that enough. The Lincoln Safety Foundation wants to work with everyone and make this a much better, safe, and, and have better public safety than what we do. It's it's so sobering to be honest when you look at the numbers because you you, you kind of went through the numbers where they are today and and one could easily think oh well you know we're maybe somewhere between you know ten and twenty officers short well no we're talking about a dated model that has carried Lincoln through to this point and by God isn't going to be able to carry us through in the future for too much longer and when you bring up uh, what the FBI recommends and what the other cities around just Nebraska, let alone other places, you see there's a big gap there. And that's what we're talking about, is this this can be solved. I mean, again, we are a city that has funds, and that's good. That means you're a healthy economic city. Um, we have to prioritize, which has to be done uh, with the elected officials, and obviously uh, the chief uh, sets that budget and what she needs, and, and she's very aware of these things and, you know, sees it. So we've got to get together and ensure that the politicians understand we as a citizenry really want this as a priority. I mean, it's uh, it's just something that, you know, you're either going to take action on or you're not. You know, as you said, exactly right. you know, the chief said that, it, right? Talk is talk and then walk the walk. The rising crime rates, uh, assaults on police officers over 80% in, in uh, the last five years. You know, uh, overdose calls, auto thefts, homicides, aggravated assaults, violent crime, they're all up. They're all up above 20%. And some of them are four times that much. And that's a real concern. And if we don't address this, think about where we're going to be in five years from now. I mean, I even hate to think where we would be. We've got to address this. We've got to get on board, everyone, and work together. Well, the other thing, and I don't like with that, but if you talk to the officers, they'll tell you, and so will some of the surgeons around town, is the reality is, folks, we have fantastic medical folks here in this town. We have fantastic paramedics. Okay, and so some of these violent crimes and aggravated assaults that go down as that and you see that, say, in the local paper, well, they're not a murder or they're not a manslaughter charge, maybe a manslaughter charge, but not a murder because of the phenomenal back end of responding to the crime from first responders like paramedics that get them to a hospital, that give them emergency surgery. And I'll tell you what, even they, as we know with COVID, can be overwhelmed. And that's one of the reasons that our Violent crime sometimes can be looked over as far as, uh, uh, well, thank, thank the people in medicine and, and the paramedics for saving a lot of people's lives who get in a lot of trouble and do some bad things. Right. I mean, that's just the way it is. In, great point. You talk to them all. Hey, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, uh, Barry Law Firm uh, sponsors the show, and I want to give a real quick uh, talk about Barry Law and... And what they do for everyone. Here's the deal. I mean, they are absolutely the region's best in criminal defense, military law, and personal injury. They handle a lot of federal law cases. Over 10,000, excuse me, veterans law cases, uh, helping tens of thousands of veterans all over America. Uh, Barry Law is not your average uh, law firm. This is a group of attorneys, many of whom have served our country. They understand the Constitution of the United States and individual rights. They absolutely understand the Second Amendment. And again, they put 
a team of lawyers on your case, whether it be criminal defense, personal injury, or military law. And so if you have an issue in those areas, give them a call at 402-704-8147 or make an appointment at jsberrylaw.com. If you're ready to have somebody help you fight back, it's Barry Law that you want on your team. 1499.3. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, uh, we're going to finish up the show here with uh, Colonel Tom Nesbitt. 722 is laughing at me because the Colonel and I uh, are always talking off air here. But, um, hey, Colonel, I want to give it to you um, from the Lincoln Safety Foundation and let you say a few more words. Yep. You know, it's easy to to just uh, focus on crime and stuff, but, you know... The, public, the Lincoln Safety Foundation also supports the Lincoln Fire Department because that's a huge part of the public safety here in Lincoln. As I stated earlier, there's a real concern with uh, recruitment and retention of the fire department. The firefighters uh, only had about 150 applicants this last time, and in the past it was more like four to 500. And the problem is just not exclusive here, but it's nationwide. Society has something to do with that, you know. We need to support them. The firefighters are working ridiculous overtimes because of lack of personnel. And the OT, as I said, isn't everything that it's, that it's made to be. It affects the families. Uh, the workload as well, significant calls, just has a real toll on them. And, and we've got to hire more firefighters. The medic units, med, medic units is another. The volume of the calls of service there, they have seven medic units. They need another one. They need eight to make sure that they have that. And we could figure out how to fund that as well. We have older fire and, and medic stations that need to be replaced. And to the mayor's credit, it appears she understands and did provide the fire department with an increased budget. We're grateful for that. Thank you, Mayor. And, uh, and our city leaders for decades have allowed these structures to, to go down and, and, again, a lack of firefighters. So let's do something about the fire department, too. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Appreciate it. 1,499.3.